Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV Radio and podcast alongside Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin. I think Aaron's just going to wear a Kansas City Chiefs shirt every day of this week. Pretty much. Every day last week, every day this week, and then again on Monday if they win. I think that's exactly what I did leading into the Rose Bowl, so I'm not here to complain. That's not a judgment. Did that last year, too. (laughs) Who was the gal who said she's not listening anymore because I'm bullying you about your clothes? (laughs) If she's tuned in, that's not a judgment. It's just a mere observation. I am Steve Dace. Oh, there will be judgments. That's just not going to be one of them. There there will be numerous judgments pronounced uh, during the course of uh, this two-hour excursion into the black abyss known as the decline and fall of American civilization. I'm even dressed for the occasion here today. Uh, coming up on uh, today's show, uh, at the bottom of the hour, this was breaking news yesterday while we, uh, just as we were getting on the air, and I didn't have time to look into uh, the ruling or, and study it and or anything of that nature. I did spend some time doing this last night. Uh, this is the 57-page ruling that uh, the D.C. Star Chamber uh, that's trying to put uh, Trump in the gulag there with several of his supporters uh, that they put out last night doing exactly what I warned all along they were going to do, which was to overrule his appeal. Uh, they went even a couple of steps further, though, that I did not anticipate. And, I, you know... Um, I'm only, I'm only going to cover this at the bottom of the hour because last week you guys were sold a bill of goods by a lot of people with blue check marks that everything was free and clear on this. And we're just moving on to the election. And that's just not true. That doesn't mean they're going to be able to put Trump on trial. But if you read this ruling, man, they're going to damn well try. I mean, they're going to do everything they can possibly do to do so. And somebody needs to tell you the truth of, you know, what's actually being attempted rather than pumping the sunshine. And so I don't care about being hated. So I've nominated myself for that gig. And I'm going to walk you through some of the takeaways from this 57 page ruling yesterday. I'm just going to tell you, though, yesterday was not a good day uh, on that front. Um, It was not a good day. And I tried to when I read when I read through it again, I tried to read this. If I'm John Roberts, what am I thinking? You know, so how do I put myself in John Roberts shoes? Uh, I view myself as uh, much more important than others uh, and abandon all form of principle and literally just uh, wonder uh, what makes me look as if uh, I am uh, um, uh, uh, mature, refined. And the adult in the room protecting America's institutions from unnecessary disruption. I tried to read it like that. I wasn't very good at that, by the way, particularly the mature part. (laughs) So I did my best and I'm going to share some thoughts with you guys at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Towards the end of the show, we'll be rejoined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Of course, we will play everybody's favorite game, buy, sell or hold. We'll get through as many of them as possible. And then the ones that we did not uh, get to, we will do in the overtime today at blazetv.com slash days. All right. So without further ado, let's get rolling with Aaron's rundown of what happened. While we were away. 
What happened while we were away brought to you by Dysfunction. The House of Representatives failed 216 to 214 yesterday to impeach Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas after four Republicans joined Democrats to oppose the ouster of the disastrous Mayorkas. The Republicans who joined in against the impeachment are Tom McClintock, Ken Buck, Mike Gallagher, and Blake Moore. Republicans can't even accomplish symbolic measures. Of course, the impeachment would have failed in the Senate, but it's okay. Things suck in Washington, but at least at the grassroots level, things are going pretty well on the American right with things like that wildly successful boycott of Bud Light. Anyway, here's Donald Trump, who said on Truth Social last night that Bud Light ad was a mistake of epic proportions, and for that, a very big price was paid. But Anheuser-Busch is not a woke company. He goes on to say, they've raised over $30 million and given 44,000 scholarships. Anheuser-Busch is a great American brand that perhaps deserves a second chance. Donald Trump reportedly has a fundraiser today with a lobbyist for Anheuser-Busch. You know, I was skeptical about that statement at first, but then our trans influencer chimed in, Bruce Jenner, and said he agrees, so I guess we're good here. Unless you think all the news is eye-roll-inducing, RNC chairwoman Rona Romney-McDaniel is reportedly set to resign. The move comes after criticism she and the rest of the RNC failed to reach fundraising benchmarks and the money they did raise was misused. Dark horse to replace her, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. It's okay, though, because the congressman responsible for his ouster from the Speaker's chair, Matt Gates, says he fully supports McCarthy should he be named RNC chair. Okay, anyway, you remember that one time yesterday when Steve said this after that border compromise fell apart? So here's what will happen now. Republicans will attempt to attack on this in the election. Democrats are going to say, well, we had a bill, a compromise worked out in the Senate. I mean, the Republican was, Ray, was James Langford from Oklahoma. The, I mean, we can't, we can't win a single county in Oklahoma. And, and he negotiated with us in good faith, and we negotiated with him in good faith. I mean, we weren't even negotiating a, a, an independent candidate, Kirsten Sinema. She's not even a Democrat. An independent candidate was negotiating with a senator from the reddest state in the country. And they came up with this compromise that even the Border Patrol Union, you see this yesterday? The Border Patrol Union endorsed it. They did. That happened yesterday. And these MAGA Republicans in the House... These disruptors that want to shut the government down all the time. Oh, that's going to be like a siren song for the normies in the suburbs. Todd, tell me I'm wrong, Todd. Can't. Yeah, here's Joe Biden less than two hours later speaking at the White House. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. By the way, that investigation into Joe Biden and his mishandling of classified documents, that's coming to an end, and nobody will be charged with anything. And finally, there was an international SWAT competition in the United Arab Emirates, like SWAT as in police SWAT. What happens when the country of Chile sends an all-female team to this international SWAT competition? This. Ramos. Five ladies teams involved in the UE SWAT challenge this year. Belarus, Thailand, Chile. Two teams from the Emirates. Oh, oh, oh. The first one to get wet in the ice bath today. And uh, 
Well, they are stuck in the middle of that zip line. Remember, if you fall in the ice bath, you have to go back to the beginning of the zip line and do it again. And currently, Chile have uh, three team members stranded in the middle of that ice bath. Thankfully, the water will be a little bit warmer than it was earlier on this morning. Vamos, vamos! And it just goes to show you how, uh, how important momentum is. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, at least they're actual women. Al menos son mujeres reales. And that's what happened while we were away. Essentially, if you're a criminal in Chile, just do whatever the hell you want. That's true here in America, too, by the way. <laughs> that's why I paused. Whatever. That's why, that's why, because I was like, well, wait a minute. I love, per, did you and purposely You, just, you just filled in my own thought bubble, because that's why I stopped myself. Well, wait, doesn't that apply here, too? For different reasons, of course, but doesn't it apply here, too? Anyway, what were you saying? Did you purposely stop there, Aaron, on that quote, what he said? That's what happens when you lose momentum. That was like a perfect metaphor for everything else that you did there uh, in that montage, Aaron. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Miracle Made. Absolutely love Miracle Made's temperature regulating sheets. Uh, these are from a material inspired by NASA. Silver infused, uh, let me try that again. Silver infused fabrics, easy for me to say. That was as tough as watching the Chile sw female SWAT team. Silver infused <laughs> fabrics uh, can help you with temperature. That's going to be our out the rest of this year. We didn't even get to the part where did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, where they get uh, they get further penalized because they're dropping their weapons into the y water. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that yes. happened. Back to Miracle Made and their <laughs> awesome sheets. <laughs> Sorry, Miracle Made. Or you're welcome. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 let's put it this way: Miracle Made is a lot better at uh, making bed sheets than the country of is. Chile is uh, of selecting SWAT That's teams. Expert broadcasting. Yes, right it there, is. That, that, you can You will not hear a better segue broadcast in America today. I promise you that. Yes. Uh, in all seriousness, these are fantastic sheets, man. Uh, they came on board last year. Uh, every night I've been home ever since I've slept on these. Um, I'm just, I'm, we're ecstatic. We bought more ourselves. They're comfortable. They're luxurious year round. They keep your body at the, at the proper temperature. I mentioned during the summertime, this was the first year we've lived in the same home for 17 years. It's the first summer we've lived there uh, that we did not have to use the ceiling fan at night to augment the AC. And we had one of the hottest summers in recent memory uh, in Iowa this year. And we never turned on the ceiling fan at bedtime once. Same thing in the wintertime. It's done a great job here, too, when we had some record cold uh, just about a month ago. So you can beat it. All right. If you want to go and try Miracle Made right now, go to trymiracle.com slash dace to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40% off at trymiracle.com slash dace. And if you use the promo code dace at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% as well. You can't beat it, folks. I promise you, you will love these sheets. Trymiracle.com slash dace. Promo code dace at trymiracle.com slash dace promo code dace all right let's get to uh let's get to aaron's montage and i'm not i, I i'm not a seer i'm i'm just experienced 
it didn't require anything other than above average intelligence to make the prediction I laid out for you on this show yesterday. Now, I didn't think it was going to come true in two hours, okay? <laughs> but um, this has all happened before. In 1990, George H.W. Bush signed what was at the time the largest tax increase in American history. And this, after winning the presidency in 1988 with, read my lips, no new taxes. Democrats told him, I can't remember what the exact ratio was. It was something like, you know, $1.50 will be spent on deficit reduction for every dollar brought in. Did they do that, Todd? They did not. In case you're wondering, I'll spoil it for you. They didn't do that. And then they turned around and ran against George W. Bush for violating his no new tax pledge and creating a sluggish economy. And George H.W. Bush became the first president to lose after winning a war. Lest you think that, lest you think that is a one-off. Two decades later, um, we watched Republicans win massive midterm elections against a relatively personally popular president named Barack Obama, both in 2010, 2014. These were historic. I mean, 2014 saw one of the largest uh, swings of U.S. Senate seats since Reconstruction when the two-party era began. It was a nine-seat swing in the U.S. Senate. Nine. Went from a four-seat Democrat majority to a five-seat Republican majority. A nine-seat swing. What was the driving issue? Do you guys recall the driving issue of those two midterm elections in 2010 that brought to Republicans to power in the House and then in 2014 that had one of the largest single Senate swing elections of all time? Do you guys remember what it was? A certain piece of healthcare legislation? Yeah, can you guys recall what that was that everybody supposedly hated? The uh, if you like your doctor, you can keep it yeah. legislation. Yes, is yeah. that what we're talking about? That one, yeah. Mm. That which was so which was such a lie. Even Politifact had to call it its lie of the year at the time because even it couldn't cover for Democrats there. Twenty sixteen Republicans win. Do they repeal Obamacare? No, they do not. No, they do not. In twenty eighteen, Democrats win forty House seats. Can you guys think of what the number one issue in exit polls was in 2018? Healthcare. You can't make this up. Republicans won both chambers. You can only laugh. You can only laugh at this. I mean, you can only, it's like watching the Washington generals. You can only laugh. They're just there. It's controlled opposition. They're just there for cannon fodder. The game between the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals, they're, are they, they're really playing basketball, right? The game is real. The basketball is real. The outcome, though, is scripted, like pro wrestling. It's going to hurt you if a guy comes off a top rope at 300 pounds and puts his elbow in your ribcage, even if he kind of puts it, he, he, he plants it first on a cushioned mat called a rink and then kind of, you know, quickly plugs it in there you want 300 pound guys to just nudge in the rib cage on a, on a frequent basis that probably doesn't tickle does it no. it hurts 
pro wrestling hurts. Guys get hurt all the time, right? Yeah. But the outcomes are scripted. You see where I'm going here? Sure. So Republicans win two massive midterms against a personally popular president in 2010 and 2014 on the evils of Obamacare, get power, vote over 50 times. Vote over 50 times during that era to repeal Obamacare and making Obama either... Um, either veto it or when Democrats had the Senate, Harry Reid was running the Senate, have it get shot down over 50 times. They then get control of both houses of Congress after the 2016 election and the White House. They refuse to repeal Obamacare. Do you remember what they even tried to do instead? The the master plan was to keep all of the sub to keep the regulations in place in the individual mandate and the master plan from, from the Trump White House and Paul Ryan was to just, who was speaker at the time, was just to repeal the corporate mandate. That's very populist. So 23-year-olds that are healthy, that don't want to be told what health insurance they have to buy, if they have to buy any at all, you are screwed. But the corporations were going to get off. Do you guys remember all this? Yes. Yeah. That was their master plan. That, that would pretty much fulfill every commercial other than when they're calling you racist you've ever seen Democrats run against us in your lifetime. Would be that. Keep everything that everybody hates, but let the corporations be exempt. Who writes this stuff? Uh, the Uniparty does. <laughs> the, outcome, the fighting is real. The outcome is scripted. And so in 2018, by refusing to act, by betraying their base... Republicans end up owning the Democrats' issue. The issue that ended Democrat majorities in two houses of Congress, both of them. Republicans end up owning that issue. Healthcare costs skyrocket on their watch. Nothing is done. Number one issue in the 2018 midterms, healthcare. And Democrats took back the 40 House seats they just lost from Republicans. On the exact same issue. On the same issue. You can't make this up. I'm not a prophet. I'm just experienced. This was always going to turn out this way. I just didn't think it would turn out that way in two hours. But that's all it took. And Republicans... Outside of the audiences and places like this, you know the truth. You know what's been going on all this time. How many of your normie neighbors in the exurbs of Carlisle or the suburbs of West Des Moines know? They know nothing and they love it. That's exactly right. And all they're going to hear, because we're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on legal defense, so all they're going to hear is hundreds of millions of dollars in ads all summer long is how the MAGA Republicans stopped us from securing the border, which we opened. That's all they're going to hear. It was always going to turn out like this. Especially after Iowa evangelicals voted two to one to do what they did, because had that not happened, we would have had a different messenger to run interference on this kind of I'm getting a little tired of you picking on Iowa evangelicals. I mean, only 14% of Iowans voted... You're right. Keep picking on them. Uh, they deserve it. Every yeah, that's not much of a comeback. Couldn't even bother to be bothered. Um, it was cold. In, yeah, indeed it was. Yeah. Then you throw in the Mayorkas thing. Hell, if I was the Democrats, I'd just troll at this point. I'd be running. I'd be running pro Mayorkas ads. <laughs> so Republicans complain about the border. They won't even impeach the borders. Are 
literally you like know. literally the worst, most unpopular cabinet so right. secretary of all time. If, if my life, Mayorkas is the worst cabinet post official I've ever seen, ever. They should ever seen. They should just put his head right now on Colonel Jessup. You want me on that wall? That's right. You need me on that wall. Vote Mayorkas. Bollard. It's not a wall. It's a bollard at the southern border. Sorry. Point Thank of order. Thank you. Guy just went to Congress for two years and just lied. Lied under oath. <laughs> they won't even. This was going to go nowhere in the Senate. Aaron's right. This was just a symbolic vote. Can't even get the Republicans to do that now. And then, and now the new master plan is Kevin McCarthy to replace Ronald McDaniel. Endorsed by the guy who said Kevin McCarthy. This is a clown show. An absolute circus clown show. And I haven't even gotten to throw out the global corporation's populist fearless leader going full Tariq Aziz for Bud Light. Dysfunction just everywhere. Everywhere. But don't forget to worship the devil, Steve, so you can honor the baby Jesus at Christmas time. I'm at the gym this morning. Kirsten Cinema's on Fox News. Still there's Fox is still trying to sell this to the people. To BoomerCon. It's it's hilarious. Like CNN and MSNBC are completely moved on. And are back on message. Trump's Hitler. They're back on message. Fox is bringing on Kirsten Cinema, giving Carrie Lake's opponent free airtime to sell this thing that Mitch McConnell has already pronounced dead. What is this? What is it? It's going to be the least important election of our lifetime. That's what it is. It's getting there. It I, I, I bristled when you started saying that. I did. I'm going to be just straight up honest. I bristled when you started saying it. But you know what? I, like, I want you guys to say what you really think. And I bristled when you said that. I'm 48 hours away from putting that on a damn t-shirt. Okay? We can't even ceremoniously dump a guy who has lied to Congress more than once and committed treason. We can't even do it ceremoniously. And the guy who dumped the Speaker of the House is now celebrating the former Speaker of the House who he dumped from the Speaker's chair to chair the RNC. Uh, well, Steve, Kevin McCarthy can raise money. You know how Kevin McCarthy can raise money? Because he's a technocratic tool of global corporatists like Nikki Haley. Same reason she can. That's why. K Street has its hand so far up Kevin McCarthy's rectum he needs stool softeners to go to the bathroom. That's why. But who's out there promoting this? Matt Gates, who pimped a podcast and his brand doing the conservative media car wash when he toppled Kevin McCarthy last year for reasons. You know, I want you guys to think about some people for a minute. And I'm being dead serious. I mean it. I want you to think about those 11 people. It's 11 people, Aaron, that were charged. The pro-life, was it 11 of them last year? I believe year? 11, yeah. Yeah. I want you to think about those 11 people who are probably going to go to prison 
if whoever is in control of Joe Biden wins this election in 270 some odd days? And what will their sin be? That they think people are fearfully and wonderfully made in the likeness and image of our creator. I want you to think about people like our colleague, very brave man, Steve Baker. He was texting with me last night. He's coming out with more. DOJ has gone silent on his attorneys again. They don't know what's going on. Any day they could go in there, indict him, try to end his life, basically. Dude is just... not. In, instead of cowering, Steve is just like, I guess this just means the meter's running, so let's put that boot to the throat a little tighter. Whoever's controlling Joe Biden is going to put Steve Baker in prison. If we give them the power, Let, let's set aside the, the, the Bruce Jenner stuff and everything else. And let's look at this very practically mortgage payments. If you buy a house now are twice what they were. If you bought a house the last day, Donald Trump was in office twice as high, twice as high. It, literally everything's more expensive. Literally everything is. We were energy independent. Now we have the most depleted strategic oil preserve we've had in any of our lifetimes. Iran was an isolated redheaded stepchild. Saudis and Israelis had normalized relations. Now Iran is resurgent, largely thanks to money that the Biden administration has given them to try and provoke us into a powder keg widespread war in the Middle East. Should I go on? Should I go on? These are some pretty serious things, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 what do we got? This is why I'm about to, I'm 10 minutes away from where, I, I mean, I mean it. I didn't say anything to you privately. I was bristling over here when you were saying that. But I'm about now to just make that the next blaze shirt we sell. Because apparently, apparently all the things I just mentioned just don't matter. Apparently, that's, they don't matter. They don't matter. What matters is that, is that Trump's got a meeting with a lobbyist in Anheuser-Busch and needs cash. Because apparently, we can't sell like any golf courses or anything, because that would be a, a crappy headline. So you've got to drink a crappy beer that, didn't, that has shown no remorse at all for the crap they tried to shove down this culture's throat. A complete... Man whore for corporatists is now being recommended for RNC chair by the very same fool that took him out for speaker. Should I continue on? You could if you wanted to. On, on, what, and on, what the and hell on. is this? It's an endless road to I'll nowhere. Tell you, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I did this in 2020. I'm not doing this. I am not spending the next nine months on this show caring more about whether Donald Trump wins in November than he does. Uh, that I'm not doing. Amen. I promise you I'm not doing that. Amen. That I am not doing again. Went through that already once. I'm not doing that again. This is a freaking joke. Wait, I'm not even, wait till you see what I'm about to show you in the next segment. They're trying to put this guy on trial for his life next week. Literally next week. And I'm going to show it to you with something you probably haven't been told by anybody else. Instead, while we talked about whether Taylor Swift was good or not. I, what is this? It's sad. It is sad. It's infuriating. 
We just took, here's what we've done this week. It's Wednesday. We took the, we took the issue that should have been an absolute kill shot to the Democrats and at least helped them neutralize it. It's not completely off the table, but it's certainly not nearly as radioactive as it was 72 hours ago. Hell, Fox is still trying to sell BoomerCon on Kirsten Cinema's plan. We've given Bud Light absolution from, from, from Godfather with no remorse or repentance or acts of contrition, none. Because the, the tide plate was a little low and Papa's got to eat. And the master plan now is bring, take down Rana in order to put Kevin McCarthy. And we can't even impeach a guy in a symbolic vote who has lied before Congress on multiple occasions and is probably guilty of treason. I... You know what? That video you watched at the end of Aaron's montage, not the Chilean SWAT team. Mm. It's this election. And it's this freaking party and it's this freaking movement, whatever the hell it is. Let's write more articles and give more exposure to some boomer on his third marriage yelling at women on Twitter. Let's do that. Why don't we do more of that? Do you think that ought to, I think that'll play. That's good. That's a great well, move. We did it. So. We did. Yeah. So let's just do more. Let's give her more. Why don't we do that? Who's so courageous. His name is Cat Turd. What the hell are we doing? What, what is this? Somebody please. What is, what is this? What is this? What is it? What is it? What is it? I think I've, I, I'm coming to Todd's conclusion. This, this, uh, given the actions of the people who are supposed to be the, 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 on, on the wall, I, given their actions, maybe this is the least, least important election ever. I was wrong for the last year and a half. friends at Jace Medical, at least they're serious. Uh, in fact, uh, they got really serious after they saw what happened during COVID when in-demand, venerable medications are suddenly deemed dangerous. You have pharmacists refusing to fulfill prescriptions from licensed medical doctors. Trust the experts! Pharmacists now know more than the doctors do, I guess. So the next time you need a, uh, you think you have a sore throat, you, you know, you've broken a bone, go see your pharmacist instead of your doctor, right? That's kind of, is yeah, that how that's supposed that's to work? That's exactly how the math did work. Indeed. That is how it worked anyway during COVID, yes. for goodness sakes. And so out of that, we got to know our friends at Jace Medical. And they came up with this thing called the Jace case, just to make sure, you know, in case there was another so-called emergency and some other venerable medications got taken off the market that you would be prepared. Well, now it's even a broader problem. I mean, since December, we've been struggling with drug shortages. So you can now customize your Jace case into the medications that you need as part of their overall menu. Yes, ivermectin's on the menu as well. You can also order a Jace case. You've got a loved one, someone on a fixed income, assisted living um, that you're helping right now uh, or you care about and you want to look after them. This, this is a great way to do that. Just go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, 
jacemedical.com. Use the code DACE at checkout for a discount on your order. Get that peace of mind that you know you're in charge should this happen again. You know, the stuff they keep telling us could never happen here that keeps happening. jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E for jacemedical.com. Promo code DACE at jacemedical.com. All right, before I get into um, I'm, uh, my review of the ruling yesterday from the D.C. Star Chamber that's trying to put uh, the uh, the presumptive Republican GOP presidential nominee in a gulag as a form of election interference to rig the outcome in November. Before I get to that, I want to I want to say as a disclaimer. What you are about to hear uh, for the uh, I should not have to say this. Except I know that I do. What you are about to hear is not my review, let alone affirmation of the arguments that the other side made. I think the entire thing is a politicized farce. And it's, 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 it's how we do Dealey Plaza today. We use lawfare to metaphorically assassinate people. They are attempting to assassinate, metaphorically, the presumptive Republican nominee for president as the face, as the figurehead of their opposition. I want to make it very clear that that is what I absolutely believe is happening here. Have I made that clear enough? Probably not, but probably you're trying. Not. Yeah, probably not. You're what probably you're saying, right. if I may, is that... We agree it's wrong, but it is the real politic of the day. Correct. And until you defeat it, it will be increasingly so. So it must be defeated. And our track record at that right now, per the last segment, segment we just did, yes. sucks. Yeah. Because the, the same people that are telling us to put Kevin McCarthy as Ronna Romney's replacement also put Ronna Romney in there. Um, also, their, their, their leaders in Congress could not uh, symbolically impeach Mayorkas. Um, and um, should I go on? <laughs> okay. Like I said, you could. And, and so it's from that same political gene Perhaps. pool that the opposition to what I'm about to share with you is exactly. going to come. Exactly. All right. That's bad. Okay. That, that, by the way, it's another ad for Jace Medical. We could do another live read for Jace Medical. When this is done, you're like, I'm not sure I need a case. You'll need a Jace case. Call him now. That's all right? an ad for Let's hair. throw my Patriot Supply in there and, every, and all the other backup plans we have. You're going to need them. That's an ad for heroin, quite frankly. Okay. I... So I read through the 57 page. I got next week. I'm going to tell you why in Pop Culture Tuesday, because I, I, I went through and watched the cutscene movie for a, a new video game called Suicide Squad: Murders the Justice League. Oh, I'm doing a whole segment on this next week. I mean, this, this is, an this is right out of a nefarious plot, where nefarious talks about taking even your secular myths, and desecrating them. That's exactly what happens here. This thing is an absolute. Everybody who made this video game should never, ever, ever be able to work in the industry or get a license to advocate for these characters ever again, ever again. You just spoke into existence the fact that they're going to be actually writing the scripts for the next movies. But you know, probably it's happening. Probably. And when I talk about this for Pop Culture Tuesday next week, that's probably already occurring. But after finishing this last night, I was in such a pit. I was at such a moment of complete and utter fear and loathing in West Des Moines, not Las Vegas. I just figured that's where you were before you started reading it because that's no. why you chose to read it. I just figured, you know what? 
I'm actually now in a mood to read this. <laughs> okay. I'm now in a place. My night could not be any more ruined. My mood could not suck anymore. I'm in the perfect place to study this. So, I read through these 57 pages, and I have some takeaways. I want you to know before I share them with you that I went to somebody who knows a lot more about this than I do. Our good friend Josh Hammer. Who is uniquely qualified here, not just on the basis of his own um, resume, his own academic resume, but his personal resume, because this was from a three-judge panel on a circuit court of appeals, and Josh was once a clerk for Judge Ho, maybe the best judge we have in the federal circuit, on a circuit court of appeals. So this is, this is right in his wheelhouse, okay? I ran this through him last night before I sent it off to a bunch of other people, and I'm going to share it with you. And he didn't put up any veto on anything I said. In fact, I will tell you... <laughs> You're just like Gandalf falling into the hole deeper and deeper with I, the I know, I know. No, keep going, Steve. You're, but you're getting there. I, believe me, I don't want to be doing this right now. But after what I saw last week that a bunch of people, frankly, just my idea misled you that this thing was over with, I, I just feel obligated to just not let people live by lies when I can correct them. And, and it's not just any lie. Okay? This could very well be a process by which the next four years of this country's destiny and many of our own personal fortunes are determined. I mean, that's not, that's not an understatement at all, is it? No. No. All right, so let's get into this. Oh, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, I, I tried to, as I looked through it a second time, I tried to think, if I'm John Roberts, which was hard, but then again, I, went, I once did channel a Lord, High Lord of Hell for a year, so I thought maybe I can give this one a shot. If I was John Roberts, how would I receive this? So... Here's the here. I don't want to bury the lead. Here's the big takeaway. It is very clear that they are determined to put Donald Trump on trial this year. If you look at the way that this ruling was written, it's very clear. Um, the court specifically calls Trump's actions criminal. Notes there is no double jeopardy here because, yes, he was um, impeached, but he was not convicted. Not, not to mention impeachment is not considered a criminal form of law it refers to trump as a criminal f several times throughout this or engaged in criminal behavior some form of derivative of that um, it says it was quote in the vital public interest end quote to put him on trial even amid an election it acknowledges that the election could make this, uh, you know, could, could change people's views, could make it more of a sensitive matter. But, that what they, but they make the case that what Trump is, is accused of, and they believe he did, an insurrection, is of the vital public interest. People have to know this. They have to know what, this, what, this, what, what Hitler, what literally Hitler has done. My point is... They're preemptively answering all of your objections. Everything that the Trump people are going to say to the Supreme Court soon, and when I say soon, I'm about to tell you how soon that's going to be, okay? Much sooner than we all thought. Um, uh, they are in, they, they're preemptively answering objections. This thing is written as a love letter to, uh, to, to John Roberts, basically. 
It specifically goes after every argument that the Trump people make or will make and attempts to just um, ridicule and reduce them to ash. It even points out Trump claiming that it says Trump claims that this is unprecedented to do to a former president. It points out, no, it's not. Again, go back to my disclaimer at the start. Okay, I'm not agreeing with this. I'm just telling you what they're good at what they're saying. The panel specifically points out that Bill Clinton was forced to give up his law license and pay a fine after he left the White House because of the crime he committed while he was in the White House, which was lying under oath to a federal grand jury, uh, the, the, the Star Commission, the Star Grand Jury, for which he was impeached but not convicted. So the committee, so the, the panel draws a direct corollary here. It says Bill Clinton wasn't convicted either, and yet he suffered he suffered a perjurous penalty once he got into the general population. He had to pay a fine. He had to he had to his law his he had to give up his his license to practice law. So there's already a precedent and a very and a very recent one, relatively speaking, of a president being held ex post facto accountable in a in a, in another in a in a civil or criminal court for actions they committed while they were actually president. Can I ask a question? Yep. So far, what I'm hearing is not so much, and I'm sure we're going to get there, it's not so much about the actual gravity of what he's guilty of, Correct. but about how bad his arguments have been. Is Am I? Yes. That, which is yeah. why they can do this, apparently. So he's, I, it's, it doesn't have to be some kind of mastermind John Roberts judge, and they do that. We believe you but picked it up on, You picked up on a very important nuance. But it doesn't have to be Todd. because they are bad at this. You picked up on okay. a very important nuance. They're, they're, they're not attempting so much to already adjudicate Trump's guilt. Because if they did that, Trump's lawyers could come back and say, well, these people, this is, these people have already predetermined. They're prejudiced, okay? Right. Which is another reason why we should throw this trial out and it should never take place. The, 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 it, the thing is rigged. That's why I'm asking and, and the instead, question. Instead, they keep pulling the pants down of Trump's yes. legal arguments. They're, they're making this a ref, just like they're going to do in the elect, their plan in the election is to not make it a referendum on a dementia-rattled president, but a referendum on Donald Trump. That's what this, this document is, a referendum on Trump's legal arguments, even more so than it is the the... the the efficacy of the charges against him. That's an excellent observation that you just made there, brother. They said Trump's interpretation to this, to this end. You didn't even know this is where I was going to go next. No. Uh, the, the panel says Trump's interpretation of immunity, meaning that essentially a president has unlimited immunity for what they did while they were president. They can't be held criminally accountable for it after the fact. Would, quote, leave a president free to commit all manners of crimes provided he wasn't impeached and convicted. If he wasn't impeached and convicted, then a president could rape somebody. In other words, he could murder somebody. He could poison somebody. It's that, well, actually, the current president did poison a bunch of people with a coercive vaccine mandate. But I digress. This again gets to they're attacking Trump's arguments more so than the merits of the actual case. It's like Trump is the lead counsel against himself in all this. This is madness. You're getting probably a reason why Trump's interviewing new law firms. Um, they told Trump. Now here's the. Now, if if you're not irritated, or um, aggravated by what I have shared with you so far, here is the piece de resistance. 
Here's the Coupe de Grace. In this ruling, they tell Trump up front. Now, remember, this is a three-judge panel from the that now Trump can do. I think it's called en banc or en bank, where you do then an appeal to the full the full circuit court instead of just a three-judge in, panel. instead of just a three-judge panel. In this ruling, they tell Trump up front, you would be wasting your time to appeal to the full circuit. They just tell him up front. You got no shot. Tell him that up front. And to demonstrate this, Trump has been given a whopping six days. Six days. To appeal. Not to the full circuit court. But the Supreme Court. To avoid trial. Six days. Starting yesterday. See, this is the part where I believe they would have done something like this, even if Trump had good arguments. Of course. Yes. This thing has been fixed and rigged the entire time. But the, but again, remember, the intended audience for this is John Roberts. This, this, is, this is all for an audience of one. And our fates now are in John Roberts' hands, it appears, even bef- soon, much sooner than we had thought. Just like the founders intended, of course. Exactly. Uh, for one, one chief justice of the Supreme Court. Yes. Um. I asked Josh what his thoughts would be after he kind of, and when he say he gave me the all clear, meaning that I accurately portrayed what they said, not like great document. No, no, we're not endorsing this. Okay. Um, But I wanted to know, Hey, I'm not, this is not, you know, in this line of work over the years, I've taken on more than my share of judges. I've read more than my share of court opinions and rulings and depositions. So I used to clerk at a law firm. I know enough to be dangerous. All right. But this is a matter of national security and important and important importance. And I wanted to make sure, hey, am I am I am I pulling yeah. the right things out of this? You're a meteorologist and yes. you see a class five hurricane coming down. You yep. say, can I get a second? I, I show it to a guy this? who's yeah. who, this, who's a better meteorologist than me. Am I are you seeing the same thing on that satellite image that I'm seeing? And he's like, yeah. So I then asked him a follow up question. How long? Because this is a stall game from the Trump perspective They're, They want to run the Dean Smith four corners offense. Just run the clock out and just get elected this fall and, and, and pardon yourself and be done with all this. So, you know, if we're going to if we're going to give him six days to appeal to the Supreme Court, how long does he think the Supreme Court will take to determine they don't have to take. They don't even, I don't know anybody who thinks the Supreme Court's going to take this, by the way. One of the J6 attorneys I saw believes that the Supreme Court will take this case. OK, so there's one, two of the three, uh, two of the three on this three judge panel have been on the D.C. circuit for like not very long, like maybe a year, and their egos will not allow them to let let such junior justices or junior um, uh, judges make such a wide range. I, I guess that's the argument. Okay. Something about ego. I, I, that would that's the first person I have consulted who told me, or because I'm only talking to people on our side, and and no one I've talked to thinks the Supreme Court will even take it. But Josh said he thinks the Supreme. So because then you're thinking, okay, you know, the Supreme Court term doesn't until June 30. Maybe they drag this thing out, you know, and now we're well into the year. And maybe they can't put a trial and everything together in time. That's what you're thinking from the Trump side of things or hoping for. Right. Josh is like, oh, I think they will actually rule on this very quickly. Whether they're whether they're going to take it or not or what their thoughts on it or not. 
I mean, it was less than a week after Colorado tried to pull what they did that the yep. Supreme Court said they were yep. taking up that case. So that's the update. Do with it what you will. I did my job. And now you do yours. It'll be by Southern Hold, and we'll respond to you next. All right, let's have some fun, shall we? It's not up to us, is it? It's up to them. <laughs> let's do buy, sell, or hold. That's coming up here in just a matter of moments as we are back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd, Aaron, Aaron, Todd, Aaron, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing us, Steve, at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And, of course, if you're a podcast listener and you have not done this, please leave us a five-star review, and we thank all of you who have. And if you are uh, on iTunes, hit follow, or anywhere else, hit subscribe. And that way, every time we do a new episode, it will show up in your podcast feed every single time. This part of the show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know, when you go to the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want people randomly passing by and looking in on you. So why would you want that when you go online? Your online privacy is important. That's why you want to use ExpressVPN. Uh, using the internet without a VPN is like going to the bathroom without closing the door. So let your internet service provider, uh, that lets them know every single website you visit. And they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by everyone. It works on phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi is protected. And all you have to do, just fire up the ExpressVPN app and click one button. It's as easy as closing the bathroom door. Get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free when you go to expressvpn.com slash Steve and sign up for a year. You get three months for free if you sign up for a year at expressvpn.com slash Steve. That's expressvpn.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron has submissions from you in the audience. We'll get through as many of these as we can over the next 28 minutes. The ones we could not get through, we will do so in the overtime today at blazetv.com slash Dace. Todd, uh, Aaron has selected these. You and I will select whether we buy or whether we sell. And if you use a hold at any point in time, you have, um, you've got to drink a case of Bud Light. Mm. Or you've got to go back and listen to the first hour again. Your choice. Whichever one of those two painful procedures you are willing to embark upon. If you use your hold. pine for the Lindsey Graham days. <laughs> All right, let us go. Yeah, we have 33 submissions wow. today. So okay. we can go as basically fast as we'd like to and still have plenty left over for overtime. We'll begin with Sean Griffiths, though, who has the top names for the Biden versus Trump debate. That'll never happen. The Battle of Verdum. Nice World S- War One reference there. That's nice. Seniles in denial. That's... You might have wanted to stop right there, but okay. The Stuper Bowl. Yes. That's good, too. The Battle of I Need a Napomatics. Oh, my gosh. The Cage Fight and the Octogenarian. The Battle of Armageddon. Nice. Battle of the Boomers 2, Geriatric Boogaloo. Geriatric Boogaloo. Nice. Perfect companion. Those are all very good. I might have put them in a different order, so you reached a different crescendo, but uh, those are all very good. 
Yes. Next, we go to Lavis, who says RFK Jr. will be on the debate stage if a debate actually happens. Uh, bye. He is polling at a level that they would have to include him, which is ex- another reason why the debates won't happen. So I will buy. Adrian Slade. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Just, I'm just, no, that's fine. I'm just going to sell because Steve's, of course, right if logic and rules matter, but they don't. So they'll find a way not to have him on. Next, Adrian Slade says Tucker Carlson is detained at the airport for interviewing Putin. I hadn't even thought about that. Apparently, the European Union is really really upset with him. Huh. You know, I... How much fentanyl would pour across (laughs) the border while Tucker Carlson is being detained? (laughs) I keep resetting that. Listen, Tucker does phenomenal work overall. I just don't like being BS'd. Okay. I feel like that's happened a bunch over the last time. And I think he's BS'd me a few times this year. Yeah. And that that doesn't take away from, or last year, I should say, doesn't take away from overall the great work that he does, which in my view, by and large, outweighs my own own, uh, annoyances at these things. Um, I'll buy. I could see this for sure. In fact, I... uh, a couple years ago, you and I, Aaron, just were joking around, talking off the air one day. If you remember this, after Todd left, mm-hmm. remember that propaganda film that uh, the Russians came out with about flying to America gets free. Oh yeah, and the people are all on the plane talking about how woke the country and stuff yep. is, and yep. it's in the, at the end they decide they want to fly back to Russia where it's freer or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I were one day joking around off the air. This is back in I think in 2022, 2021. You and I were joking around one afternoon after Todd left here about wouldn't kind of like what you say Todd about I want to run for office just Mm -hmm. to know okay let's maybe go do a show in Russia what is it like there remember we looked at this and what flights and stuff would cost yeah well one of the things that uh came up when we looked at it was there was a state department advisory I mean the high likelihood of you being detained for visiting Russia you know basically okay like who does that unless you're you know this is like the Cold War all over again. Who does that unless you're some kind of a spy, you know? So um, in light of that, I could buy this. Sure. Yeah. Next, we go to Stephen Robert, who has the top 11 original Star Trek episodes. Oh, finally. We'll some good news. Begin at number 11, Spock's Brain. That's just a great I, I, title for an episode, so I'll go with it. I don't remember what the episode's about, but on. it's a great title for an episode. Number 10, A Piece of the Action. Okay. Number 9, Mirror, Mirror. Yes, for sure. Number 8, The Changeling. I don't remember that one. Number 7, Space Seed. Well, that's got to be higher. That's arguably number 1. Number 6, Arena. Yes, with Gorn. Gorn was dope. Yes. Number 5, The Doomsday Machine. Yep. Number 4, The Galileo 7. I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Number 3, The Menagerie 1 and 2. Absolutely. They, in fact, they when they first made laser discs, they made that into a uh, a laser disc package when we were kids. I remember, yeah. Number two, City on the Edge of Tomorrow. That's the one most people think should be number one. Although I would vote for Space Seed with Khan. Number one is Balance of Terror. Let me re- Balance of Terror. Is that? I'm trying to think of which one that is. Um, is that? Yep, that's what I thought. Okay, this is where Romulans are introduced. And we see for the first time that uh, the Romulan commander, who's played by the Mark Leonard, the same actor who played Sarek, Spock's father, that the Romulans have the same ears, right? So that's a great number one. It's basically like a Wrath of Khan 
dogfight between the Enterprise and this Romulan ship for an hour. That's How a great many episode. Seasons of Star Trek are there? There's not as the many. The original as you'd episode. Think. Yeah. The original episode. And this is again, if my wife was listening, she would say, "If I had not had all three of your children, I'd swear you're a virgin." Okay. There were 79. Only 79 yeah. episodes of Star Trek ran on network TV before it was canceled. Right. And what if if my memory serves, Roddenberry let the uh, let some form of his copyright lapse. And so these and so this is how the show became went went nuclear is is because of that it got into free use where as we were now expanding TVs from VHF to UHF, remember how when you and I were kids, the you know the, 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 you had to turn to UHF to get the channels like the the, the afternoon cartoons would be oh, yeah. on like GI Joe and Thundercats, right? Okay, and so these UHF channels that that, that started uh, hitting the airwaves in the seventies needed programming, and so with with access with free use access to all these Star Trek episodes, they just picked up. Star Trek and just ran it on every UHF station literally in America. So before there were after school cartoons, you know, in the 80s, when you came home and watched G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Voltron in the 70s, you came home and what was on the UHF channel was Star Trek every day when you came home from school. And this this absolutely took on a mass more a mass much more critical mass than it ever had when it was actually on tv and then out of this convention started happening and everything else and there was uh, so much popularity around it that by the time we got to the late 70s they decided to make the uh, turn it into a movie franchise there's a weird al yankovic movie named uhf and it is weird i'm if it's weird al i'm guessing it's weird yeah Next up, we go to Jordan Judge. Most of the people in the older generations think that the economy is fine, while young people and young families are the ones feeling financial difficulties. Correct. I mean, they're on Medicare, Social Security, they're on fixed incomes, or they've already got their retirements. Correct. I, 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 I'm going to sell only because I, 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 that's all true, but I think there's a lot of people who understand that things are broken it, it's a different thing to think it doesn't quite affect me but they know this thing isn't humming along they just don't they don't care we're talking about people who by and large spend most of their who if you want to know who the bulk of people that vote in gop primaries are go to your local casino and watch who puts the money in the slots and then understand that the average age of a fox news viewer is 70 it's those people those people dominate Republican primary elections everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And if you've got if you've got the time to go to the to do nickel slots all day long and and get downloads from Fox News, that's probably what you think. Yeah. Next up, we go to Esther Wolver, who is tuck, uh, tackling the tough issues. So she's not an ex-user, so keeping this post brief. Five terms to consider no longer using. Number one. Red light for traffic light. Why? Why? What are we doing here? I don't Number understand. two, tuna fish. Don't say tuna fish. Just say tuna, she says. Okay. Number three, hot water heater. Don't call it hot water heater. Just it's a call it a water, water heater. I got you. Okay. Number I, got, four, I get that one. Number four, tin foil. Was it ever made of tin? <laughs> I like that one too. Okay. And number five, would instead of would have. Um, yeah. okay. I get, I like four and five. I don't understand one and two and number five just is a grammar and syntax issue. Correct. Yeah. But, but the fact that she's not an ex user 
but and, got on X. This off her chest. Yes, yeah, just I got to buy this. I, that's that why. that's yeah. an impressive level of pettiness, and I love it. So. <laughs> oh no, I'm the opposite. I'm I'm an admirer, actually. <laughs> Seriously, that level of I've just I've, this needs to be deposited somewhere, and the fact that you chose us yeah, as I was the vehicle. Just gonna say yes, uh, and this is the home for it. <laughs> Someone said to me yeah, the other day on Twitter. My goodness, Steve, you've become childish and petty. And I said, you're dead wrong. That's, I've been this childish and petty it. the entire time. Okay. Facts. Yes. Jeff Baer has the most popular songs of the 80s that didn't hit the Billboard Top 40. A sharp Dressed Man, ZZ Top. Now, I don't know. No. I'm going to take your word for it that these songs did not make the Top 40. How is that okay? not Top 40? But, I, but that blows my mind that that did not hit the Top 40. That blows my mind. That. I melt with you, my modern English. There's no way that can be true. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a Do massive... Do we need to live f- f- fact check this? We might have to. That's That blows my mind. That's that's like one of the first every, soundtrack hits of the decade. Every middle of a decade of soundtrack hits. Slow dance. Yep. Come on. That's from Valley Girl. That was kind of the, the first 80s teen movie of that era. Nicolas Cage got his debut in that film, by the way. I don't, yeah, Seven, that's impossible. Yeah, no, that's true. Wow. Sharp-dressed man peaked at 56. Wow. Because I will tell you this, it peaked a lot higher on the MTV video countdown because it was on constantly. <sighs> All right. Let me check I'm out with you real quick, okay? Okay. She, uh, Jeff says it peaked at uh, 78. so it barely even made it into the top 100. Yep, that's correct. That blows my mind. So we're just going to assume that the rest of these are okay, correct now. Okay, good enough. All right. Hot All right. for Teacher by Van Halen. I don't understand this list. I in no way understand this. Centerfield. I don't. Doesn't even make it. Casey Kasem never played center field from John Fogarty one time on the American Top that, 40. I hear that all the time now. No doubt. Serious. I Want to Rock by Twisted oh. Sister. Wow. This blows my mind. And What I Like About You by Romantics. I don't. Wow. That's a great list, man. Oh, I know. That's a, and, you know, me, the you, best list you, we've you, ever had. You know, that might be the best bar bet list of all time. Everybody knows. Ev- everybody knows the words to those songs. Or, or can at least hum the melodies or the tunes. Do you know how many bar bet, how much money you'd win in bar bets with that? And everybody, no one would believe you. Just jump online and prove your point. That's a lot of bar bets with that list. That might be the greatest bar bet list I've ever seen on this show. That's incredible. Great job. Bye. Next wow. up, we go to Go Bucks and Cancer Sucks, who says the over under on number of Pfizer ads during the Super Bowl should be four. It's way over because Travis Kelsey's a Pfizer ad. And he's going to play about 75 snaps in this game. Okay, so it's way over that. Uh, it's one is too many, so it's just going to be under. Not putting my faith in Princess 2024 says actors that play the same role almost every movie that they're in. Top five. Nicolas Cage, Samuel L. Jackson, Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise, and Adam Sandler. I just... Okay. I, I'm not, I don't get that at all. I don't think Nicolas Cage plays the same role all at, at, at all, actually. I think that's, he's a friggin' changeling. I think that's one of the in- interesting things about him. Um, I guess Samuel L. Jackson, are we saying he just plays the black guy with swagger in every film? Is that kind of what we're I saying? I think so. I mean, I, I, I think that's a little reductionist. He's played that most of the time, but he's played other roles too. But okay, I'll, I'll grant you that one. Harrison Ford, no. kind, kind of, just the renegade. 
I mean, I think if you're going, if you're only looking at Indiana Jones and Han Solo, but you're talking about one of the great dramatic actors of the 80s and the 90s. So I, I wouldn't agree with that. What was the rest of the list? Tom Cruise and Adam Sandler. Tom Cruise has a brand. I'll buy that. I'll buy you that one. But remember, this guy also played, you know, was nominated for an Oscar for Born on the Fourth of July, meaning that that Cruise could play more. He just knows what his brand is and, and knows how to make hit films and has chosen not to. Sandler is largely accurate. That, that one I'll buy for sure. But the, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I'll guess I'll give you that one. Cause, but but I kind of would say the same thing about Samuel L. Jackson. I would say about Tom Cruise. I think he can do more. That she just knows he just knows what his brand is, and that's the the you know the, the black man with swearing. Yeah, the he, big checks are going. Yeah, he knows that. Yeah. So I I I don't I think maybe we shouldn't penalize people who are self aware, you know, and kind of know what their brand is. But I'll grant you Adam Sandler for sure. Next up, we go to Jim Stocker, who says we should scrap the entire process of voting for representatives and senators and replace it with a Hunger Games-type lottery system, <laughs> whereby random folks from each state and district are randomly chosen to serve in government for the prescribed I term. love yeah. that idea. That is, that's absolutely, a fantastic idea. It is a fantastic idea. William F. Buckley would approve. I nominate myself as tribute. Yes. I think that's a great idea, brother. Love it. Bye. Todd, you ready for the next four tweets? Oh, that's, okay, let's do this. You, I, I don't know the specifics. I just knew something was coming. Matt's collection has this photo of the back wall in his home office, and he says Todd is not a fan. Oh, because he's got the light. Of, I didn't posters, even see the lightsabers. It's posters the posters of every single Star Wars movie separated, separated by, by, by lightsabers. Basically every every variety of wow. lightsaber. Yeah, that's that's a dude code violation right there. That's no, I totally disagree. That, that is dope sweet. as hell. I yeah. think that's dope. It's just a, it's just decorations in an office, man. Now, I think if you're going out in your home office on, on coffee breaks and fighting lightsabers out on the back lawn, uh, we need to talk. But I think that's pretty dope. I mean, I have that in my man cave, except for the lightsabers as, as you know, separators. I've got original copies of every Star Wars poster. Um, many of them, the ones you have up on your wall, are in the man cave at my house. Yeah, it looks sweet. I, there's a line, and that crossed it. Levi Vandermolen says Todd should have to put $20 in the pull jar every time he uses the phrase soap operas for men. Point take it. We t point taken. We got it. No, you don't. <laughs> you clearly don't because you're sitting here whining and complaining about it. So there's more coming. Yeah. If there's a if there's a way to get Todd to bring this up more, it's this. Yes. Next. Instead, Todd says, you're going to put $20 in the jar. <laughs> you're going to do it for I know me. It's yes. true because of that t tweet. Pumpkin, so do you. Pumpkin Cat 1031 says Todd needs to sit at the table outside of a, the Super Bowl with a bottle of vinegar and a sign that reads, this event is just a soap opera for men. Change my mind. Uh, so I will sell because I don't believe the event. Are you paying attention? I don't believe the event or sports in general. Steve's actually made this argument on my behalf because he pays attention. I'm trying to save sports. From fools like you. You're ruining it. I'm trying to save it. Because I do love it. And it is important. And it can be good, true, and beautiful. If it becomes an idol, and it has, for a lot of you, and you stop caring about the things that make a civilization great enough to sustain that, then I have to do what I'm doing. And I will continue to do it. The Super Bowl in and of itself is a pretty cool thing. Todd was speaking, of course, of the nebula issue. Not Pumpkin Cat 1031. Not Pumpkin Cat 1031. Yes. yes. Just the nebula issue out there. Yes.
Iowa dad has this. <laughs> this is going to be Todd in 25 years. It's the Grandpa <laughs> Simpson gif. Uh, old, or uh, Sorry, a meme. Old man yells at, instead of cloud, it says comfort. How long? How long? How, 25, 25 years? 25 years. How about Guys, five years? like in, uh, 25 minutes from yeah. now. Okay. But it's not... This is when we did this last week and the joke of the share a Twitter feed that nobody knows and the chivalry guild. But like, I'm, I, this is a classic. I forgot you did share It's a classic virtue. Guild. I'm not making this. This is not unique to me. I'm standing on the shoulder of giants. You in this moment. The nebulous you. Yes. Not anybody specific exactly. in this audience. The nebulous you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's it. I, it's not. Okay. I, I have all of human history at the wind is at my back folks if you want to spit in the face of that it's at your own peril this is that might be the most fantastically sanctimonious statement that's ever been made in the history of the show and given the fact i host it for two hours a day that is saying something wow cool i'd like to thank all the all the people my wife jill love you at this point todd wants to thank his wife for giving him the big one all these years (laughs) i mean that was incredibly sanctimonious even i was like i my heart skipped a beat i stopped breathing for a moment i was like wow that happened todd well done todd atlas erzin you better hope he doesn't shrug america (laughs) thank you was was that up to your expectations todd it was good it was good okay uh corey sinich says the chief's dynasty comes to an end after this season no, so. how old? How old's Mahomes? Twenty seven, twenty eight. They've got one of the youngest, the youngest rosters. Yeah, they've the actually just done a roster turnover in yeah. real time. Uh, it just you can't tell because they have a great quarterback. That's what the Patriots did every few years with Tom Brady too. You know, I mean, they reinvented themselves. How many different iterations of the? We had the we had the Randy Moss Patriots. You had the, uh, you know, the the offense doesn't lose the game and the great Willie McGinnis defense, Teddy Bruski, Teddy Bruski defense Patriots. You had the the two tight ends before one of them became a murderer, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski. D, you know, uh, Patriots. I mean, they just reinvented themselves every few years under the salary cap. Uh, but the one constant was they had a generational great quarterback, and that's what the Chiefs are doing right now. I agree. I, agree. I mean, this is a, this is top five defense in the league, and it's one of the youngest defenses in the league. Now that this is not going anywhere. Correct. Next, we go to Jeremy Ward. If pastors taught more James four from the pulpit, we'd have less Romans one in the real world. Yes, I'll buy. But we could do this with. I was yeah. Numerous scriptures. Numerous scriptures we could. Numerous. I mean if, if pastors taught more Nehemiah fourteen, we'd have less Romans one. I mean, I don't even know how like a your average sweater vested, khaki panted pastor just preaches out of Nehemiah at all, let alone Nehemiah fourteen. You know how many My times pastor since- is right now. Well, <laughs> that's why he's your pastor okay but the average the average sweater vested khaki panted american pastor isn't going to go anywhere near that man it begs a lot of difficult wait a minute he's beating these people he's pulling their hair out he's he's throwing people out on a street he's he's making couple people who married folks from foreign countries divorce and leave the wives behind i mean what what is this since a month ago or so when we brought up nehemiah I, I, multiple times since then, I have yeah. thought about I, 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 because if you're Catholic, you think about if you're a Catholic guy, if you became Pope, who would you, I, I would be Pope Nehemiah. I was just like everybody sitting there going to like, okay, oh my God, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> what have we done? What did you do, Magisterium? What did you do? Yes. 
Dominic Wet Bandit says COVID could not have materialized the way it did without social media platforms. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. The fear porn, the fear spread, the mind virus, the hive mind, the psyop. There's no there's there's no way that's not true. And that's why I, coming out of that, one of the big takeaways I had was if if this is your eschatological bent, it's never been more possible than it is right now to have a being emerge who essentially is able to get the world to buy in to a singular process without shots being fired. I mean, countries, it didn't matter if it was communist oligarchs in Beijing. It, it didn't matter if it was the Trump administration. It didn't matter if it was Boris Johnson. It, 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 Merkel, it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter if it was Madagascar. It didn't matter. It, it didn't matter. Form of government, ideology mm-hmm. of government, with only a handful of exceptions, the most notable being Sweden, because it was the one Western country holdout, but there were a few others. With notable exceptions, everybody just essentially imposed the exact same policies on their people without a treaty signed or a shot fired that was not possible in human history before this moment. And social it's- media is the reason why. It's the Antichrist's Roman Empire. You've taught on the show multiple times before the timing uh, of the gospel in the time of Christ in history. Right. Empire of Rome, roads, yep. infrastructure that yep. it could it could go forth, Matthew 28. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the dark, bizarro world version Correct. of it. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Next, we go back to Go Bucks and Cancer Sucks, who has the top five songs turning 40 this year. Number five, Like a Virgin by Madonna. So we're talking songs from 1984? Yep. It's a really overrated song, yeah, so actually. And most I'm of Madonna's sell. stuff. Well, because there's other stuff from 1984. That's a Guys, if you go back and watch the uh, um, making of We Are the World, which was, you know, from you get a true sense of what a great year of music 1984 happened to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, you don't have any Huey Lewis and the New Songs on there, for example. They're, they absolutely deserve some representation well, is, on there. Is Lionel Richie Lionel Richie's not even what you learn yeah. is like, he like swept yeah. those awards. Yes. Yeah. 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 Number four, Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Three, Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Two, Jump by Van Halen. And number one, When Doves Cry by Prince. I think the rest of that list is pretty good. I'm okay with the rest of that list, meaning that even if those weren't, no one would object to those being on your top five. And no one, few would probably object to Like a Virgin being there too. I just think the song is really overrated and I would have picked some others from that, from that year. But it was an, that was an incredible year in music. I mean, you have, you don't have anything from Born in the USA from Bruce Springsteen. So no Dancing in the Dark, no Glory Days, which I think is sneakily one of Bruce Springsteen's greatest songs. So it's a, it's a tough year to cull five from. And so since I loved four of your five for sure, I'll give you a buy. It's a good yeah, list. Well, I'll have to sell on the list based on your toast to money there. It's obvious that you could put together a better five. Next up, Daniel Garrett. Uh, <laughs> this is interesting. Voting against impeaching Mayorkas yesterday so they can consider impeaching Mayorkas next week is peak House GOP. <laughs> now, to explain, I, I believe the Utah congressman, he had voted for impeachment and then at the very end switched his vote to a no vote. There's some sort of procedural mechanism that with him doing that, that meant that they could consider removing him or impeaching him again at a later date. That's what he's referring to. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true because they've also tried doing it before too and couldn't do it. So, yeah, I will buy. You bet. Sure.
Yeehaw, the Viking has the top five celebrities that might actually be cool to hang out with. Roseanne Barr? So, no way. So. Shaquille O'Neal? That I could he, buy. Yeah. When he goes on his sprees going around and just giving people money yep. that he finds cool, yeah. There's and it. I also think dude just does not care. Yep. Yeah. And the stories and stuff he would tell with like yeah. no concern at all for collateral damage or what would get around. I mean, who's going to step, even, at, he, yeah. even as he approaches 50, who the hell is stepping to Shaquille O'Neal? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I th- yeah, I think that'd be a ton of fun. Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes. Like I could buy that too. Dude. Yep. Gina Carano. Yes. Kind of odd, random placement, but I just think she's a cool chick, so I'll buy. And Adam Sandler. Second Adam Sandler reference I'm, on Buy Seller Hold today. I'll buy Adam Sandler yes. too. So I think he would be similar to Shaquille for different reasons. I, I just don't think he would care either. And I think the stories and stuff that you would hear yeah. would be something else now. So, yeah, I think that's not a bad list. I'll buy it overall. Yeah. All right, so we don't have enough time for the next one. Uh, I will preview it, though. We have a submission from a listener. The top 10 provisions in that border compromise that would have actually deterred illegal immigration. We will start that off in overtime uh, with that uh, top 10 list. And I think these proposals are f- fairly serious, and I think we should, should take them very seriously. That means they're not very serious, probably. Why do you have snarky. to blow that up? <laughs> All right, so we're going to do that in overtime today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber at a discount, blazetv.com slash dace. And if you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, guess what? blazetv.com slash dace is where you can go uh, to watch this later today. We'll record it right after the show, literally after we sign off with Daniel at the top of the hour. We'll do the closing credits and we'll hang out and go right into recording the overtime. And then we'll be at the mercy of Al Gore's invention to see how long it gets uploaded. It takes to get uploaded so you can watch it later today at blazetv.com slash days. But that also means we will be joined here in a matter of moments by the prophet of woe and lamentation. Now, I asked him to do something for me as a friend he did not want to do. And that is to examine the D.C. Circuit Court ruling just to check my work and give the audience a second opinion. He fought me quite a bit about this. Like, he doesn't want any part of it. So <laughs> we'll see if I, we'll see if I uh, begged him sufficiently to do it or not when we come back. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. You won't believe this. Gen Z is probably more prepared than many of us are. Maybe even millennials, too. Recent research reveals a whopping 40% of Gen Z is preparing for the worst. That's twice what Gen X is doing. Shocked? Well, Gen Gen Z apparently knows something big could be coming. They weren't born, and millennials weren't born into an era where there was still some residual trust of our institutions. Uh, so it's time maybe for the rest of us to uh, give up that idol now. Uh, start by going to preparewithdace.com. There you're going to find a rare special offer on a one-year emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Yes, a food kit large enough to get you through an entire year. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of Americans prepare for emergencies they're ready to help you too sealed inside rugged four-layer packaging Uh, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories per day that's over 
2,000 calories per day for a year at a special price of under $2,000. This rare emergency food kit deal ends this week, though. You won't see it again soon, so go to preparewithdace.com to take advantage of it. Free shipping is included. Preparewithdace.com, free shipping included at preparewithdace.com. Let's welcome in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, the one and only Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you again, my friend. I, I, I made a very difficult ask of you last night, and you fought me every step of the way. I, I, you know, we'll see if you, if you decided to, to go ahead and, and, and go into the intellectual slums uh, that uh, I delved into yesterday by reading over a couple of times the 57-page ruling, uh, the D.C. Circuit Court that is attempting in a star chamber there, attempting to put Trump in the gulag, put forth in rejecting categorically every single one of his claims of his argument, and then telling the former president he only had six days uh, to appeal to the Supreme Court, warning him that appealing to the full court won't help you. We're going to rule against you. You're not going to win here. You might as well just go right to the Supreme Court, and you've only got six days to do that. I walked the audience through some of the stuff that I, I sent over to you last night after I talked to our mutual friend, Josh Hammer, and I just wanted to get someone else I know is really smart and a second opinion, um, because this, to me, looks like it was written specifically uh, as a love letter to John Roberts. Uh, all of the, uh, is an opportunity for you to do what you really want to do, defend our venerable institutions against the insurrectionist disruptors of MAGA. And it, they essentially just attempted to use institutional arguments against every one of the Trump team's arguments in persuasion of John Roberts, I think. I think that was written for an audience of one. What's your analysis? You know, Steve, one of the judges there was the George W. Bush appointee who actually is very similar to John Roberts. Um, so it was written exactly for that. You know, in my book, Stolen Sovereignty, one of the many reasons I give why the judiciary is irremediably broken and we need to fight judicial supremacism rather than play this false casino game of, uh, well, I'll point better judges is because I was coming after the Biden, uh, the Obama presidency. And he really did a number on the second most important court, which often is the most important court, because as you rightfully note, in this case, for example, Supreme Court often doesn't grant the appeal. <laughs> so it ends there. All the critical political cases end in the D.C. Circuit. Obama really did a number on that court. He just got lucky um, with the timing of GOP retirements or deaths. Um, kind of like, you know, Trump did very well on the fifth and eighth, eighth circuits, but the D.C. circuit's much more important. So you have basically an eight to three majority against him. And, you know, they made it clear they're not going to hear the appeal in bonk. But actually, even if they did, he would lose at least eight to three. Mm -hmm. I can say that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even nine to two. Uh, remember, this is the January 6th court. You have to understand this is the court that has been meeting out sentencing or ruling on motions of pretrial holding or just all sorts of motions because the defendants would have an F Biden sign or they would support Trump. So that is a crime in that circuit. So now they got the granddaddy himself. Um, they're not letting go of it. And I, I agree 100% with your analysis that this was designed to truncate the period of time that it would take for, let's say, a Thomas or an Alito to convince the other three, because because Roberts is gone, but the three Trump appointees um, to to come on board. 
by having that quick timeline demonstrating it won't go in bunk, uh, they are making sure and they know that the Supreme Court is reluctant to weigh in. Now, they don't want to rule the other way. So this is the perfect example, just like they're doing on a bunch of tranny cases and chemical abortion cases, just to allow the lower courts to rule the day indefinitely. That's what it was designed to do. Um, to me, the news wasn't the fact that they mocked uh, the Trump arguments on presidential immunity. Uh, honestly, I think even the Supreme Court, you'd probably get nine to zero ruling on that. Uh, if they would ever rule on that, no one's going to want to go out on a limb that far. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they should make the stronger argument, which is that they are criminalizing <laughs> political speech. Mm -hmm. um, it's not so much that you can do whatever you want. It's just that this is not a crime and it's very dangerous if it becomes a crime, what they allege Trump stood for and called for. Um, but I mean, you know, because Biden's supporting Hamas. I mean, there's a lot of anti-terrorism statutes that that violates as well. So they're criminalizing politics. But we already knew that they weren't going to take that argument. The key here is to ensure that the proceedings of the district judge could continue Correct. expeditiously. Yep. And the hope, if you're Trump, the hope was the Supreme Court's never going to rule with you on the on the merits, but that they would allow the stay of the district court's proceedings to go on um, at least what it would be through July or so, that does not look like it's going to happen. And and one more thing, Steve, I would add again, because there was a bunch of gratuitous language in there yep. that was beyond just uh, deconstructing the presidential immunity arguments. You see they have a real alacrity to bring him to justice in their mind. They've been doing this for, for three years with January 6th. And one thing I would say is I do believe in general the left is strategic in their timing. So, you know, I've always joked around. I said I can never find Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates saying a bad word about Trump, and they don't, and there's a reason for it. But then you have these, these legal people, and I'm going to tell you these run-of-the-mill Democrat judges. I honestly don't think there's this memo being written by the DNC that they're all reading. They're just wild-eyed leftists who can't help themselves. You see that in Colorado. I mean, clearly, yeah. clearly Jack Smith was putting pieces in place, the frog in the boiling water, getting, getting the American people used to the idea, you know, you know, piecemeal by piecemeal of putting a sitting president that you're running against in an election on trial. And then the Colorado Supreme Court and their leftist zealous zealotry couldn't wait for the for the for the proceeding to be officially concluded and jump to the, the to the final step, you know, right before Christmas. And I think that's why the Supreme Court will slap them down because they they jumped ahead of the process. In this case, I'm not even I don't think the Supreme Court's going to give a favorable ruling here. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't. I'm not even sure they'll take the case actually. No, I, I think they won't take the case because often they they have a clear rule. They won't take a case in case they unless they think they're going to win it, and and that's why you find a lot of these cases where you'll have these egregious things I've talked about recently with the tranny cases where they deny an appeal from a bad lower court ruling that says you have a right to you know expose minors to a drag show or something nudity. And you won't have a noted recorded dissent, but there definitely is because we know from other cases, Thomas and Alito at a minimum are not going to go for that. But sometimes they they actually also kind of don't want to take off the 
take up the case at that moment because they feel they'll lose it. They might be able to get four to take it up, but they can't get five to win it. Um, and I think that's what you're going to find, that they're they're going to want to make sure they don't have their hands cleanly on this case. I do think there might be some other opportunities for them to take up uh, appeals on other motions mm-hmm. within the case that they might rule favorably to Trump. But fundamentally, they are not going to be more than a speed bump. And I think what, it, what the important outcome from from what you saw in, in terms of the timing, until now, I kind of thought they were being strategic that they would – they wouldn't dive right into it. They would allow Trump to bleed enough that his numbers go down, but he's not taken out of contention too early. Now I do wonder if there's a chance they pile right into this and convict him early enough that theoretically he could be swapped out at a, at a convention. I'm not saying he would be, but theoretically there would be time. Looking at your analysis of this, What do you think the odds are that Trump will be able to successfully avoid going on trial for January 6th in front of the D.C. court before the election? Uh, almost zero. See, I mean, I, that's almost my, zero. See, I have the same I, analysis, I, too. Yeah, I think, like I said, there might be after, other emotions. I didn't before reading this. I would have said maybe 30, 40 percent. OK, but after reading this last night, particularly the last part, you've got you, you don't even try appealing to us. You're going to lose. And you've only got six days to go to the Supreme Court. It's very clear, man. They're, they're they are they they are ready to put that thing back on the docket in 10 minutes if they could if they get the all clear. They're ready yeah. to go. And, and, and they have all the evidence against Trump they need. Remember, <laughs> evidence, you might think evidence of what? It's the same evidence they've been using for three years against his supporters um, who've been locked up for years. Right. So, I mean, is this why I, is, this, is this part? Pardon parody. me. Pardon me, because the, the the immunity thing, I I understand why Trump's people are using it. I get it. I, and, and they're in a terrible situation legally. I, oh, yeah. But but I, just take this issue aside. And, and I'm not as concerned about it because I don't think we have like, you know, another hundred years left as a country. But in the long run, if I did think that way, I'd be very concerned about setting the precedent that anything yeah. a president does while president is not he's not legally liable for after he leaves office. I, I would just be really cons- I'm not even sure Clarence Thomas, if, no. if, if outside no. of the specifics of, of who they're trying to do this to and why in a, in a, in a, in a vacuum, I don't think Clarence Thomas would rule in favor of that, frankly. Okay. No. Um, but I, is the reason why they didn't go for the criminalizing of political speech because the precedent has already been set with what you just said a minute no. ago. They've already put all these people in prison for political speech. And so therefore that, that, argument was not going to go absolutely anywhere the supreme court has let all these people go to prison for the last few years and everything else so that might be the best case and base best argument on the merits but it's very clear in the since we're not a nation of laws but political will yep. the will is already there to just put people in prison for political speech so that didn't have much of a chance to fly and the eight to three majority on that dc circuit they understand very well the psyche of your kavanaugh your your Barrett and, yeah. and certainly Roberts in that they don't want to arrive at certain conclusions. Let me give you an example. J, J six to to have this outcome that you would basically have to overturn a lot of these convictions. It's kind of like Obergefell. If you rule based on the rationale of Dobbs, 
Obergefell falls by a mile. It's right. even worse. Right. I mean, you, you're reinstating the deeply rooted in history and tradition uh, standard for an unenumerated right. So how do you come along and say, you know, something that didn't exist in any country uh, recognized until 2000 is deeply rooted in history and tradition? But you and I both know they will make sure that is not overturned. Right. It's just they're just not going to do it. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with with the consistency. And, uh, you know, I think they're they're showing that particularly after Dobbs. Uh, you are not going to get another scenario where the court's going to be perceived as as uh, being the determining factor in favor of a Republican president, uh, another Gore v. Bush, and and you know certainly something like that. So he's on his own. Um, that's the reality. I mean, this is why you know make America gay again. We're we're now pandering to uh, uh, Bud Light because he badly needs the money uh, to go towards his legal defense. And look, I mean, this is the stupidity of trying to free the man with the man himself and not having someone else more successfully run for president so we can rectify this. I mean, we're kind of stuck. Um, but what I would note is that the polls are still at it with the psyops. They're, what, what they are trying to do is to make sure you don't have several months early on showing Trump cannot win. They have to show he indeed can win so that there's no even inkling to swap him out. I got two minutes. Now, this has not been confirmed, but broke last night that Ronna Romney has uh, McDaniel has uh, told Trump she's going to resign after the South Carolina primary. So your thoughts on whether, you know, on, on that provided it happens and then what happens next. So I think Bruce Jenner needs to be the new RNC chair. I mean, let's just make it official. You know, let's 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 go there. Rip off that scab. And you laugh, Steve. But but the reality is the RNC. Well, let me say the other way around. These are you tears of a clown, Ron brother. Tears of a clown. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. You could appoint Ron DeSantis as the RNC chair. It won't it won't matter. The problem with the Republican Party is not McDaniel. The problem is the Republican Party. I mean, I, I've been you, you know, I've been all all over the, the last couple of weeks, Montana. Wyoming, South yeah. Dakota, all these states. Um, we just had – I just did a piece on Chloe's Law in, in Wyoming. The Republican governor, speaker, and judiciary committee chair, they are literally to the left of Nikki Haley. They love transgenderism. So remember that burly guy in the University of Wyoming, that like six-foot-three guy that barreled his way into sorority? Mm-hmm. Um, it was all it was national news and he's standing next to the girls and whatever. That guy was invited down by this guy Larson, who's a committee chair there in the fifty seven to five Republican controlled house. Um, and he praised his civic activism. <sighs> he's literally there. I thought it was a joke. And then he's the guy who has the new Chloe's law that makes sure to legalize the chemical castration. And then even for the physical one, it has a bunch of exceptions and no enforcement mechanism. This is what you have. After 40 years of a Bruce Jenner movement, a listless vessel industry that believes in nothing, believes in grift uh, pre-2016, post-2016, they just put it into one man and you know then he could endorse the same ideas and personnel and that's all good. This is what you get. So, I mean, you could swap the, the, the chairs on the, the, the deck of the Titanic. It doesn't stop that sinking ship. The Republican Party needs to go. Brother, sounds like you need a Bud Light. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Steve, I, I was thinking of buying one just for you, but 
You know, it's MAGA. You can't deny it. Just think about what MAGA stands for. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. This bud's for you. Gentlemen, your thoughts as we close this out here in the last 45 seconds. Yeah, just a reminder. Daniel alluded to it indirectly, but everybody who said they resented Ron DeSantis because he needed to wait his turn in light of everything that's been laid out for you on the show. Wow, that was dumb. Um, you remember. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I don't even know what it is, but I think I should say thank you. Romans 828. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.